0: Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandi. I'm here with my sister Jodi. Hello. (laughs) That didn't sound good. Those damn demons trying to get out. (laughs) I'm trying to talk. He's trying to drink and talk at the same time. (laughs) Okay, I have some facts for us that I hope we haven't heard before. One, the toner in your printer is plastic being melted onto the paper. Toner is plastic. Apparently, I think these are. um, Yeah, these are facts from people from their jobs that they're Um. sharing. Uh says I work in a live in live chat support. We can see what you type when we are chatting when you're chatting with us before you send it.
1: Oh shit. I know,
0: right? Be careful what you type.
1: See all me all my grammar errors yeah. and going back and retyping. I've and... literally like
0: told them off and then <laughs> deleted it. I haven't done that. <laughs> I was like super bitchy and then I was like, okay, I need to dial that back. <laughs> They're probably cracking up over there. <laughs>
1: like delete, delete, delete. <laughs> that's not right. No. It's... They shouldn't be able to do that. Right. Okay. <laughs> that's bullshit. It is. Oh my.
0: There I is no so... difference between a violin and a fiddle other than how you play it.
1: Oh well, that's kinda obvious. <laughs>
0: This one's sad. Uh, Drowning is silent. I pulled a kid literally less than a foot away from a large group of adults and not one of them noticed that his head was totally submerged and that he was struggling.
1: Oh, my gosh. That's horrible. Yeah.
0: Next one. The first thing you do if you think your computer is being hacked is unplug it from the network or disable the Wi-Fi.
1: How would you know it's being? I don't know. An
0: elevator will go up to the top of the hoist instead of crash to the floor in most catastrophic failures due to counterweights.
1: Oh, so it won't just drop? No. Oh,
0: that's good. Apparently not. Well, it said in most catastrophic failures. (laughs) So I
1: would be in the... Like 2%. Yeah. Great. Just
0: take the stairs. (laughs) Uh, It really does help us at the library when you don't reshelve your own materials not because we don't trust you to know where they're supposed to go, but because if you put it away yourself, we can't keep track of the fact that someone looked at it, which is useful information for us to have. Why would they care? No, no. Okay. They work there, they know what they're doing. That don't right. make any sense.
1: Maybe So if I pull a book off the shelf and I scan it and put it back, they want to know? Yeah. Why? I don't know. <laughs> They said it's useful. For what? I don't
0: know. That makes no maybe, sense. Maybe when they order new books, if no one touches books about trees, they're not going to order any
1: more books about trees. Well, if it's, ba- if it's there, obviously no one checked it out, so they would know anyway. Well, a lot
0: of people will just go to the library and look at it and then put it back. Oh. But they don't want you to do that.
1: I'll go to the library anyway. <laughs>
0: <laughs> then why are we having this conversation? Because it
1: didn't make it doesn't make any sense to me.
0: Okay, next one.
1: <laughs> There's a
0: surprising amount of infrastructure under your feet. You'd be surprised how much public utility runs underneath private property. Always call before you dig.
1: Hmm. So who knows what's going on underneath our feet? Well, I know they have, there's like buried wires and stuff. Is that Gas what they're talking lines, about? yeah, I think no. so, yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: more people die in lifeboat drills than any, uh, than they do in any other marine incidents. So they're... Lifeboat drills. Huh. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Uh, when I worked at Starbucks, not a lot of people understood that a larger espresso drink does not always equal more caffeine. A tall drink has one shot, grande has two, and venti also has two, unless it's iced, then it gets a third shot. So many customers would order a grande latte and then say, you know what, you'd better make that a venti. I could use extra caffeine, when in fact, the larger size is just more diluted with milk. If you are looking for more caffeine, a drip coffee is going to be the most bang for your buck.
1: Have you seen those TikToks?
0: Yes. And it's with every fast food restaurant as well. Is it? Yep. Mm. You don't know what we're talking about. (laughs) The small uh, drink literally fits into the medium drink. If you pour one liquid into the other, literally to the top. And then the same thing if you pour the medium cup into the large cup, liquid is to the top. Yeah. So just order a small with no ice every time you go. Unless it's like McDonald's, they charge you the same amount no matter what. Because it's the same fucking it's the amount.
1: Same amount, yeah.
0: Oh my god. Scams. Next one. If you're putting in new carpet, always go top shelf with the pad. The increase in cost is negligible and the upgrade to feel to feel usability and endurance of the rug on top will be way better dollar-to-value ratio, than spending it on the carpet itself. Eight-pound memory foam is maybe two bucks more a yard than trash apartment-grade stuff, but ten times better underfoot. Go for the cheapest carpet you can stand. Remember, you aren't going to be running your fingers through the house's carpet for more than three days after it's installed. And put the best damn pad money can buy under it. You'll spend less, and it'll feel like you bought $50 a yard for carpet. I don't like carpet. Uh, carpet's becoming very obsolete, mm-hmm. I think, because nobody... It's just dirty. It's gross. It, yeah. Next one. When public play structures are being evaluated, the evaluator brings two size paddles, one which is equal to the average size of a newborn's head and one that is equal to the largest average size of a child under 10. They then stick the paddles in all the crevices of the play structures If the smaller one, uh, the smaller head, can get through, the bigger one, the body, must also be able to get through. Otherwise, the structure won't pass inspection.
1: Hmm. Interesting. It is interesting.
0: Next one, your eyes and mouth don't stay shut when you're dead. Somebody, me, has to shut them to make a deceased person look more presentable. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times they have to glue people's mouth shut.
1: Yeah.
0: I just want cremated. Yeah, me too. None of that for me, thanks. No funeral. No, we're no having swelling. something, but... can have a little get-together. Yeah, same yeah. for me. Okay. Uh, next one. In scoring for film, the orchestra ensemble actually plays the music live as the movie is played behind them. It is recorded and synced. Most Swiss cheeses are lactose free as well as any cheese that's been aged at least two years like Parmignano uh, or something like I don't know or an aged Gouda. I work at a cheese shop and clients are usually surprised when I share that information with them. I wish more people with lactose intolerance knew about it. Hmm. In jewelry, a diamond is a luxury expense, not an investment. Gold is an investment. If you try to sell your engagement ring, you'll get maybe 20% of what you initially paid. Jewelers can get diamonds for a fraction of what you paid for them. Hmm. Go for the gold.
1: Yeah. I don't like gold.
0: I don't either. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe you can do the um, white gold. There you go. I like white gold. Yeah. I have a ring that's white gold. It's pretty. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, You cannot go from having black hair to silver or platinum blonde in one sitting. It takes multiple, and nine times out of ten, your hair is fried beyond repair by the end of it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Kim Kardashian or whoever you pinned on your Pinterest page or Instagram is wearing a wig. Oh. (laughs) For sure. You know, I saw a TikTok of this woman. It looked like she was, like, leaving her house and there were stairs, and she totally fell. <laughs> it was so bad. She dropped everything, and her wig fell off. Oh. And I was like, so people just walk around with a wig just sitting on top of their head? That doesn't seem right. Because her, her wig just fell off. It's like it wasn't
1: attached at all. Or, like, don't they attach them? Or? Yeah, they, um, there's like... Tape, yeah, something, or, and they have glue too. Okay, but I was like, I guarantee
0: some women just put it on top of their head and go. I would not be comfortable with that. No, no. Okay, virtually every piece of copper, aluminum, or steel you come across has been chopped to bits, refined, melted down, and used to make whatever object it's part of, dozens, if not hundreds, of times. Pop, uh, copper pipe. Probably started out as hundreds of different wires from various devices from around the world at one point.
1: Hmm. That's that interesting. Sense. Yeah.
0: A uh, nominal pipe diameters are not indicative of their actual diameter. So a one inch pipe is rarely actually one inch in either outside or inside diameter.
1: Then why do they call it? I don't. That's
0: what I want to know. Why? Why is it so difficult? <laughs> Okay, next one. There is a period of time every year that in the U.S., the Department of Transportation pulls over any and every truck they that they can. During this period, many trucking companies take vacation time as the potential hassle is not worth the money they'd make during this time. Well, I don't... Truckers will get it. I don't know. Okay, go ahead. Potential cancer cells develop in the human body every day and our immune system effectively kills them without any trouble. And we just go on living our lives like nothing ever happened. Many of the cells the immune system eliminates may not have progressed to the point where they could cause disease and there are many other mechanisms through which the body curbs cancer development. Hmm. I did not know that. I
1: not
0: Touching your fresh tattoo with... Unwashed fingers is bad. It's absurd how many times we have to tell this to people. What? I mean, you have to touch it. What? what you have to wash your hands. Oh. It says, touching your fresh tattoo with oh, unwashed tattoo. fingers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I get it. So they immediately get a tattoo and they're like, eh. Yeah. That's <laughs> That's not good. No. Uh, When you delete a file from your hard drive, only the information of how to reach these memory slots coherently is deleted. The raw information remains there until overwritten. That's why companies should destroy their disks on decommission instead of just formatting them. That's too much technical (sighs) shit. Maybe someone gets it. If you stick your eardrum with an object, you will start to cough. This happens because the nerves interconnect.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. Mm
0: -hmm. Tons of your car's features are directly connected to your windshield. They're also a pretty important safety feature in your vehicle. Unlike your side or rear windows, which are typically tempered glass, also in part for safety reasons, windshields are laminated, which is why they crack instead of shatter unless something really drastic happens to it. Also, because it's laminated, it can crack all the way from side to side and you're still safe. For most makes, most of those new safety features like lane departure warning and forward collision alert are on sensors that work through the glass. Rain sensors, condensation sensors, if your AC automatically kicks on, uh, auto dimming mirrors, they all have different brackets and frit cutouts to allow them to work properly. Hmm. Okay. Low-flow toilets often exaggerate minor sewer plop problems. If solid waste has, get, has to get over an obstacle like a root ball or a belly in the pipe, a low-flow toilet won't get the push it needs, and in worst-case scenario, it causes a backup. Hmm. So don't get low-flow toilets. I guess. Truckers leave extra space between themselves and the vehicle in front of them because if they are fully loaded, they need extra space to be able to stop without flattening someone. A truck can weigh the same as more than fifty small cars. They don't leave the space out of the goodness of their hearts for a couple of cars to squeeze themselves into, uh, to squeeze themselves into and cre- create a potentially fatal situation.
1: I get as far away from trucks as I can. Oh, I, I, I do can. too.
0: I cannot stand being around them. I can't either. The water company does not provide hot water to your house. I just don't understand how people have never heard of or have seen their hot water heater. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, my gosh. Have you seen the TikToks where they're like, what's something that you never thought you'd have to explain to an adult? I don't think I've seen it. Oh, my gosh. There's some... There's some humdingers in there. Oh, gosh. Oh, gosh. Listen to this one. Hair is not alive. Okay. If your hair is damaged, you can't fix it. (laughs) No matter what the bottle of conditioner tells you. (laughs) (laughs) Products that claim to fix damaged hair just deposit a a coating of wax and some other stuff on the hair shaft, shaft that makes it look smooth. This buildup will eventually make your hair limp and dull. The best solution to damaged hair is a haircut. Modern cars aren't made weaker than old cars, or at least not in the way people would think. A good example of this is if an old car hits a modern car and the modern car is crumpled to fuck and the old car looks like nothing happened, the cars nowadays aren't weaker or made cheaper. It's a safety design, and the reason this happens is so that if, a collision, if you have a collision, the car's bodywork absorbs the energy of the impact and crumples while you walk away from the crash relatively unharmed. An old car, on the other hand, does not absorb the impact, which means the energy of the impact is felt by everyone inside the car instead, which is extremely dangerous, and depending on the severity of the accident, can badly injure or kill occupants of the vehicle. Your car isn't cheaply made, It's an intentional safety design by the company that has saved so many people from broken bones, potential paralysis, and death. Hmm. I did not know that. I literally thought cars were like pieces of shit now.
1: Yeah, I did too. It's apparently not the case. Huh. That is very interesting.
0: Depending on the system, EMS providers can do a lot of treat issues. Because uh, Just because something is serious or even life-threatening doesn't mean we load the patient, fire up the sirens, and zoom to the hospital, like, uh, with few exceptions like trauma and stroke. Rest assured, the 10 to 15 minutes were in the back being used to treat the problem and hopefully have you pretty much fixed by the time you get to the ER. We have all the medications, tools to use, and it's safer for everyone to do as much as possible in the driveway or parking lot if we can Please don't pound on the door yelling that we need to go when we're starting IVs, calculating doses, determining if we need advanced airways, etc. People need to mind their own fucking business. Mm -hmm. Most people are not good at detecting lies and consistently score no better than than chance 50-50 when tested. The score goes up slightly when it's someone they know that they're talking to,
1: but not by much. Yeah, I wouldn't know. No. I have no idea.
0: I mean, unless it's fucking obvious.
1: Yeah. Amber Heard.
0: Oh my god. (laughs) I know, right? Her face. She's supposed to be an actress. I know, it's horrible. It's so bad. Honey. Wow. Next one, how many people actually drive a car before it gets to the dealer? Usually five. One to load it onto the train, one to unload it from the train. One onto the loading pad, the truck driver delivers the car and the guy who drives it to its spot. Interesting. And my last one, one of my favorite facts about alcohol ads. In the US, nobody is allowed to be shown actually drinking the product. They can only be shown enjoying it in ways that don't involve drinking it. So essentially holding it, pouring it, and handing it to a friend.
1: <laughs> that's stupid.
0: And those are mine for the beginning.
1: Okay, so these are scary stories for people that are outside. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Let me see what it says. Eight creepy stories from the outdoors. Oh, yeah. See? Well, that's what I says. <laughs> so, yeah, that's what said. Back in the day when I was in college, I and the oldest took off to a lake in the wilds of Glacier Country. I don't know oldest what. Maybe sibling? I think sibling. Okay, that's what I thought. I have extensive background or backcountry exposure, even did a stint as a big game guide in a remote backcountry camp. On this day, we enjoyed the fishing and settled in for the night. I pulled out my pan and stoked up a nice fire. It was clear and cool as the sun faded into the western slopes. We cooked up some fresh rainbows with garlic and butter and filled our stomachs. I leaned back against the cooler after pulling out a refreshing beverage. The boy was soon asleep by the fire as it had been a busy day. I sipped my beer and watched the moonlight bouncing off the little waves in the lake. That makes me think it's his kid. His oldest kid. Well, he's in college. I guess that doesn't make any difference. He's in college? That's what it says. Maybe it is his sibling. It, doesn't, it really yeah, doesn't I, matter. <laughs> back in the day when I was in college.
0: Huh.
1: Weird. I sit my beer and watched the moonlight bouncing off the little waves in the lake. This was There was still a light glow on the western horizon where the sun had gone down and I could see the outline of the mountain peaks towering over the little lake. I slowly faded off to sleep with the sound of the lake waves gently lapping on the rock. I woke with a start. The fire was out. The lantern was out, too. The moon was gone, and it was pitch black. Something was wrong. The hair on the back of my neck stood straight out. I was paralyzed. I could hear my heart thumping as I strained to hear something in the bush. All was quiet. I had a horrible, uneasy feeling. I gathered myself together and started kicking around the fire. A small flame came alive, and I quickly threw on some wood. In the firelight, I could see that the boy had awoken and was shocked to see his wide-open shocked to see his wide open eyes staring at me. "'What's wrong?' he asked. "'Nothing. Go climb in the tent,' I lied. He crawled into the tent, but even in the light of the fire, I couldn't shake my weariness. Something was out there in the bush, and I could feel it was watching me. I gathered up my light and flashed around the camp. Nothing. Finally, I began to calm down and crawled in the tent with the boy." Then again, like clockwork, I awoke completely tense. This time, I couldn't shake the feeling at all. I finally instructed the boy to wake up and go get in the truck. I packed up all of the camp and drove around to the other side of the lake and slept with him in the trunk, truck. At dawn, I got up and looked across the lake where we were camped earlier and another uneasy feeling came over me. I decided it was time to go home. I don't know what was out there or what was going on over there, but I know my instincts and something was bad wrong with that place. Whatever it was, I will leave it to your imagination. It creeps me out to this day thinking about that night. Weird. And where was the moon? I don't know. That's funny. The moon was gone. Where, yeah. where did it go?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moons just don't disappear. No, that's, at first I was like, well, is something
1: like, Covering it like in yeah. the sky. Yeah, that wasn't a very good story. <laughs> <laughs> I was at Starved Rock training on top of Devil's Nose. Oh my. When I had the same feeling, but in broad daylight. I actually climbed down and then ran directly into my most recent ex-girlfriend's last husband and her son. She and I had broken up and I never got to say goodbye to the little guy. I don't know how or why we ended up in the exact spot at the exact same time, two hours from home, but we did and I got to say goodbye to him. If I had not had such an intense feeling that I had to get off Devil's Nose and climb down exactly when I did, I never would have run into him like that. A few seconds either way and the meeting would never have happened.
0: Well, that's kind of weird, but it also sounded like it started in the middle of the story.
1: And I know, that was weird. Or, like, there was a story ahead of this and they just took part of it. Yeah. I don't know. Ever been stalked by a cougar? You will never hear it, but somehow you will know that something is wrong. Oh I have my a god. close friend that was stalked by a wolf. He had been feeling creeped out all day and knew exactly why when he backtracked and found the wolf tracks following his own. Oh my god. The same guy was stalked by a cougar when hunting coyotes, making rabbit distress calls is not exactly safe in big cat country i have a client that regularly hunts bear in montana he says that there is one area that he always avoids because he always feels like he is being watched when he gets close he says that it is a desperate and creepy feeling one that is beyond being stalked by an animal bigfoot possible bear or another predator possible and very likely if you feel very creeped out when out in the deep backcountry, especially the northern Rockies, I would advise going with your instinct and quickly. You are not the top of the food chain and this is not your neighborhood. <laughs>
0: Stay out of the woods, then. Yeah, just don't go. Exactly. That would be the most uncomfortable feeling. Yeah. Because you know that you would be able to feel, like, a if a big cat was staring at you, Ooh. you would feel
1: that shit. Yeah. Just don't go in. Just don't go in. Yeah. Just don't. I swear I saw a ghost. We were camped in a field amongst an old growth forest. The field has a history, though. In the early 1900s, it was a remote mineral water resort hotel. The hotel burned down in the 30s. If you didn't know there was a hotel there, you would never know. People took a horse and buggy out to it. I have camped here no less than 50 nights. Seriously. But one night, I swear I saw a ghostly woman figure. She moved across the field at me. She stopped within a couple of feet of me. I turned to move, and the cold feeling disappeared. And that was it. Nothing else. Just me standing there going, what the fuck? been <laughs> scary. Ooh, creepy. That's what I would want to happen. Yeah. Or just like see it, and then it's gone. real quick, and yep. then it goes away. And then you're like, what the fuck did I do? <laughs> <Yep. laughs> Those gut feelings of something being wrong, being watched, or some unseen danger always freaks me out, but I did have a strong sense to get the hell out of Dodge one day while sitting by little river, a little river deciding on fishing or not. I had just got my pack off and found a spot to sit when I had the odd feeling of being watched from behind. I got up and moved downstream about 400 yards to a spot where there was a larger clearing, between the river and the taller brush and trees. I did not see or hear anything while walking, only some old deer tracks and some dried mud, but when I got to looking at a spot to sit for a while, I got that feeling again. I could see pretty good all around me, about 100 to 175 yards, and just thought that I was being silly. I ate some of the food that I had brought and watched the area around me as I tried to figure out which lure to use, For a while, the feeling went away. I fished for about an hour, no luck, and I needed to go pee. So I stood up and walked back into the bush to take care of business. While standing there, that feeling came back stronger than before. All I could hear was my piss hitting the ground. No birds, no wind, no little critters of any kind. I finished and walked back to my spot. As I got there, I bent down to pick up my pole and I heard my dad's voice call my name out loud and clear. Using a tone of voice that meant I was to do what he told me to, do it now and ask no questions. My dad had passed away three years before. Like others have said, instantly every cell in my body was all keyed up. The area I was in is known to have bears, mountain lions and wolves were just starting to make a comeback. But I had not seen any sign or heard from anyone else that they had been in the area for a whi- been in that area f- for a while. I grabbed my stuff and packed my bag as quick as I could. This time, I took my s 686P out of my pack that I had brought as extra weight in the pack and for snakes and put it on my hip. Normally, I don't like to open carry like this. As I put my pack on, that feeling of danger got even stronger. I started back to my truck the way I came in and froze solid after a few steps. I could not go back the way I came in. I stood there and listened and watched for about 10 minutes and heard nothing. The river was running slow, so it hardly made a sound. I looked all around me, and every time I looked back up the trail I came in on, I got more and more nervous. The trail looped around back to my truck, but it was about a two-mile walk versus a quarter-mile walk the way I came in. So I went the long way back, and when I got to my truck, something had been there and scratched it up pretty good on the driver's side and tailgate. I don't have a clue what it could have been because I was in a designated parking spot that had just been recalled. There were scuff marks, but I could not find anything that looked like a print from a man or animal. That feeling of danger did not go away until I had driven up to the top of the ridge and was just about back onto the pavement. When I did get to the T in the road, there was a game warden and a sheriff deputy parked and talking there. They were kind of blocking the road as I pull up. they got out and walked over to my truck to talk to me. The conversation started normally. I told them I was fishing with no luck down at the river, so I decided to come back. And when I mentioned my truck had gotten all scratched up while parked, they got quiet, lost their smiles, and looked at each other. They asked what time I parked and which way I went up or down the river, and if I noticed anything around the parking lot. I said I saw some scuff on the gravel, but nothing else. I did not say anything about weird feelings. Again... They looked at each other and said, okay, have a nice day, and went and moved their trucks off the road. This all happened between about 10 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. in late May of 2005. I never went back as I moved to Spokane at the end of June. I would have just thought I was being paranoid being out there by myself, but the way those two cops acted made everything else feel even stranger. I would like to go back someday, but I'm going to take a buddy along and maybe my shotgun.
0: Weird. Why was his dad talking to him? Oh, I don't know. That was like a warning or something. Yeah. Get the fuck out of there.
1: Hmm. I was hitchhiking from Florida to New Jersey when I was picked up by a small flatbed truck somewhere in Georgia and getting on into the dark hours. The guy was very friendly and said he was just coming back from delivering tomatoes from his farm in North Carolina. I was a hippie. He was an average, hardworking, Bible-believing man of the land, but we got along well. Anyway, during those days, there was no Interstate 95, just good old Route 1. The stretch along Georgia and South Carolina was quite sparse then. There was nothing but smallish scrub pines for miles on end, no houses lit, and nothing moving on the road but us. Sometime around 3 a.m., there was a sudden burst of white light followed by two more bursts spaced about one second apart. Everything lit up with a brightness I'd never experienced till then or after. The shadows came directly down, meaning that whatever caused the flashes was directly above us. No noise. None but for the sound of the truck. I stuck my head out the window and saw nothing. The flashes also partially blinded me, so my vision wasn't the greatest. There were no clouds or rain, so it wasn't lightning. For some reason, I asked the guy to stop, but he just floored the old truck and didn't say a word until daylight. That's weird. Yeah. I wonder what they were. Mm-hmm. There is a legend of the Cascade Mountains of Washington State that people in the forest have heard. Sounds like children laughing and playing. This is in remote areas, no cr- campgrounds or resorts or anything nearby. When they go to investigate the source of the laughing children, they are never heard from again. Hmm. Don't ever let your child wander off in the woods or he may vanish and be turned into a stick Indian himself. I don't know what that means. Another Indian legend here is the coastal Indians of the Olympic Peninsula. There are old growth trees that have faces in them. The Indians believed these were people that went walking out in the forest at night and the trees grabbed them and they can never get out. They are now part of the tree. Weird. That's creepy. Mm -hmm. This is my last one. One night, I was camping near where an old river dam had been. I pulled the canoe in late, so I just draped the tarp over the canoe and crawled in underneath it and fell asleep. In the middle of the night, I woke up to the sound of roaring water. I crawled up out from under the tarp, and the sound stopped. I thought I must have been imagining it, or it was the wind through the trees or something. I crawled back under the tarp, and the sound started again. This time, when I crawled out, it didn't stop. The sound got louder and louder. I realized that it sounded like water ripping through the woods. Even the dogs had their hair on end. I quickly pulled the tarp off the canoe and dragged it up to the tr- to the top of a ridge and waited to see what was making that noise. Then I heard the voices, men yelling and dulling, thump- dulling thumping noise. I huddled down next to the boat, pulled the dogs close, and waited for the sun to come up to find out what was happening. Morning came, and there was nothing to see. To this day, I don't know what that was, but I have my ideas. I will not camp there ever again. I've come up on the spot as the sun was setting, and I just hurry by and camp far away. I was told that the land remembers, and that's fine. I just don't need to be there when it's remembering. <laughs> That'd be creepy. wonder what it was. It's like a
0: residual Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: All right, I have...
0: Secrets revealed about people after their deaths. Okay. A family friend who was like a cousin to me died of an overdose about a year ago. After he passed, we discovered that he had a huge social media accounts, like millions of followers, where he promoted his drugged out lifestyle to a bunch of other barely adults. It made me so sad to think that he was living this double life where he was being encouraged by all these strangers while his family and friends were begging him to get help. I hope even just one of his followers made a change after seeing what happened to him. Mm-hmm. That's sad. It is sad. My parents recently went to go clean out my grandpa's house to move him to a care facility. My ste- step-grandma died years ago, but when they were cleaning out the house, they found information that proved she faked her cancer diagnosis and was an intense drug addict. Oh, my gosh. Holy shit. My great-grandfather immigrated from Ireland as a baby with his parents and siblings. At least that's what they told us. A few years ago, years after my great-grandfather died, I found out that his mother actually died while giving birth to him. The woman who raised him and who I thought was my great-great-grandmother was actually his stepmother who married his father a few weeks after his mother died. The stepmother, I mean, yeah. Talk about moving fast. <laughs> Shit. The stepmother was essentially the replacement of the children's real mother. They believed she gave birth to them, and one of the reasons this was sold so well was that they had the same name, Winifred. My great-great-grandfather replaced his wife, the mother of his children, with a near copy and passed her off as the original in their new life as America. In America. Jeez. That's fucked up. Next one, my mom has always told me that her mom, who died when she was seven, died due due to complications of diabetes. When I was a teen, one of my uncles, one of my mom's older brothers, told me my grandmother died from a botched abortion. It was in the 60s. She was a single mom with several kids already. So she took the route of a back alley abortion. She bled to death afterwards. And I know my uncle isn't lying. And he and I have always as he and I have always been close. I've never mentioned it to my mom because I honestly think that since she was so young, she was never told the truth. Hmm. That's sad. Yeah. Next one, my boyfriend's aunt passed suddenly a few years ago. She had to have been in her mid-60s at the time. When it was time for her house to be cleaned out, my boyfriend's mom, her sister, and a few of his sisters took on the job and found multiple crack pipes stashed around her house and pornographic videos in her phone <laughs> we later found out that she was prostituting herself for drugs and that's not the worst part one of the pornos on her phone was of her and her own nieces now ex-husband Ew. oh my god
1: 65
0: in her late 60s when she died oh so who knows when it was and who was she uh, her boy, the the writer's boyfriend's aunt. Okay. Next one after my grandfather passed away, we found out that we are ninety nine percent sure his son from his first marriage isn't his. Growing up, I was told my grandmother, his second wife, couldn't have kids, which is why my mom and aunt were adopted. After his passing, I read almost an autobiogra- autobiographical thing he wrote just for record keeping, and found out. My uncle likely is not his son. Everyone in the family knows it, but my uncle. Oh. And it's really strange because my uncle looks so much like my grandfather, but science isn't usually wrong.
1: Hmm. That's weird. That's interesting.
0: Next one, I found out my great-grandmother was, I was named after, killed one of her husbands. The thing is, his death was officially listed as a mining accident, and so was the death of her previous husband. I guess we'll never know. Oh, shit. Next one, my family found out after my married uncle died that he had had another wife and children in another state. His wallet had his contact info in it, and both women were contacted. Even uh, He'd even had the nerve to give both of his daughters from his two wives the same name. Mm. So he had two daughters named Susan. The funeral was a hellish mess. A oh, dick. Oh, my God. You know, just in case he forgets what the name yeah, is. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Next one. A few years ago, I got a Facebook message from a neighbor of my mom's mom telling us that she had died a few months before. She and my mom didn't have the best relationship. They hadn't spoken for a long time, and my mom had spent over a decade trying to find her. The real kicker was finding out that my mo- that my dad's mother and my mom's mom had been friends for over 20 years. My dad's mom had gone to parties at her house and so on, but hadn't told us. She didn't even let us know that she had passed away. Oops. Okay. People are weird. Mm Mm-hmm. I was about eight when my father died, and he hadn't been a big part of our lives, but I remember after he died, I was having dinner with my mom, and there was a knock at the door. My mom answered the door, and it was a teenage boy. I don't know what he said, but my mom just told him to fuck off and slam the door in his face. I found out when I was a lot older that my father had a secret wife he would visit on gambling trips, and the kid at the door was my half brother who had come looking for his father's family. I never saw him again.
1: Oh, poor kid, I know right? It's not his fault it's not.
0: Uh, my wife's uncle lived hand to mouth with his wife and family as long as anyone could remember. Never eat, uh, never enough to eat, barely a roof overhead, handouts from every family member. He was a lot, alas, he was the last to pass. Save for one daughter, his wife and two other children died from illness. When the family went in to help the last child recover, whatever could be salvaged, we found coffee cans hidden everywhere. There was a hiding place filled with cash. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: Some of it was collectible denominations and mints worth way more than face value. In total, when all was, we think anyway, found and tallied over a million dollars. And nobody knew. Wow. How dare you make your family live no shit. in squalor while you're hoarding cans of For what? You couldn't take it with you? What the fuck? Well, I bet his daughter... Living it up. Well, hell yeah, she got a million (laughs) bucks. Uh, My mother had serious buyer's remorse over me. I was adopted at six months, and she had this textbook idealistic concept of what raising a child should be, how they should behave, and what they should do. When I didn't live up to this expectation and acted like a normal child, she couldn't handle it and took me to various doctors, child psychologists, and other quack uh, practitioners, insisting i was hyperactive in all an attempt to mold me into a perfect child in her eyes she kept daily diaries on this as well as hundreds of audio tapes where she voiced her displeasure about me being an overactive and undisciplined child she even kept an expense account from when they adopted me up until her death listing what they had spent on me birthdays christmases random purchases school etc all detailed down to the penny wow What a bitch. Seriously. And you know what? If your kid's not turning out the way you want them to, you're not doing something right, bitch. Mm -hmm. It's you, not them. I hate everyone. (laughs) My grandpa used to tell everyone to call him the High Clegal. All his kids and grandkids thought that this was a sweet nickname and a running joke. When he passed away, my aunt was writing his eulogy and didn't know how to spell his nickname, so she Googled it. The High Kliegel is a member of the KKK in charge of member recruitment. Oh my gosh. Made me realize why we were the least favorite grandkids because (laughs) our mother was raised Jewish. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Holy shit. Mm. Oh my god. That would be so fucked up to. Oh my god.
1: (laughs) I just don't know why they don't like us.
0: (laughs) It's because you're Jews. Oh, my gosh. That's terrible. I heard a story from a friend about an older gentleman who served as a fighter pilot, apparently an ace, in World War II. After he passed, they realized he wasn't buried with an American flag over his coffin. He was a German ace. Mm -hmm. Uh Oh.
1: Okay.
0: When my great-grandfather died, I was left with the box that apparently held his prized gun. It was this old, well-kept revolver that came in a small leather-bound journal. Apparently, back in the day of my great-granddad, his father was some kind of regular at an old mining town. If you took too much of what wasn't yours, he would use that very same gun to go vigilante justice on your ass. After he died from some sickness, my great-granddad was sent to live with some relatives who, according to him, were really the worst. They were apparently shot to death and killed one night, in his little, little journal, old good great-grandpa admitted he killed his aunt, uncle, and three of his cousins. This sweet old guy who taught me about trains and science when I was a baby was the same guy who was willing to spill his own family's blood because he was pushed too far. I wonder shit. what they did. Yeah, really. Uh, next one. My maiden name is super unique. A few towns over, there's another family with the same name as ours but no known relation to us. But the same names repeat. I know this because I met someone with exactly the same name and surname as my brother where I used to work. I learned my great-great-granddad didn't die when he thought he did. He literally disappeared and had a second family. They were raised within 20 kilometers of each other, and he died in some kind of accident. All the men's names in the family repeat.
1: What is the deal with these dudes? Going and getting to other families. What the fuck? I
0: don't know. Everybody thinks the grass is greener on the other side. And then they, don't, they realize it's not. And then it's too late. <laughs> uh, my uncle had a friend when I was younger who was a very quiet old man named Dickie. He died when I was in middle school, and he always just seemed like a shy, sweet old dude. Years passed, and sadly my uncle died too, and one night my aunt said she thinks Dickie killed someone when they were younger. Apparently back in the 1950s, there was a gruesome killing that took place in our town of a high school girl who happened to be a friend of my aunt. The girl who was killed was found on an old country road covered in a burlap sack. The murderer was never caught. My aunt claims that she knows Dickie did it. He lived on the road that the body was found on. His family were farmers and had access to sacks and the body that the body was covered with and he was known to be a loner creep type and had a crush on the girl. In the days after the murder, Dickie and some other boys were questioned but cleared of any suspicion because they had said they were at they were at a bonfire that most of the other high school class had been at. But my aunt said she never saw him that night. I asked her why she never told the police and she claimed that she had that she had been convinced otherwise by my uncle at the time, which implies that he must have known Dickie did it and was covering for him. Hmm. Creepy. Yes. My dad's great aunt married a man who was always a bit of a mystery to the rest of the family. When he died, she came into quite a bit of money. They later found out that he was part of a relief force at the Battle of Peking in 1900, Apparently, he did very well for himself during the looting. (laughs) Wow. Uh, When we were cleaning out my dad's house after his death, in his safe, I found a thick envelope with the words, to be open only by me after my death. I'm assuming the person that wrote it. Yeah. My suggestion, burn it. Long story short, dear old dad had another identity and family. My sister and I have several new siblings. Inside the envelope was a confession. It was a jumbled mess of birth certificates, official-looking court documents, mostly faked, and other odds and ends. We had no idea what any of it was or why it was left to me in such a manner. My sister pieced together the missing family from a unique last name on one of the birth certificates. This name popped up on her 23andMe profile, and we began to wonder if this document was actually Dad's. She looked up several folks with his, with this name on Facebook, and we eventually found our long-lost uncle in his 80s. That itself was heartbreaking. We talked with him on the phone. This man sounded just like my dad. He looked like him, too. One of the first things he said, Yes, that's my baby brother, and we've been looking for him for over 50 years. Mm. Next one. Uh, my grandmother accidentally killed her younger sister. Oh
1: god.
0: They were walking back from school and my grandmother shoved her sister and she fell under a car and that ran her over. Oh my
1: god. That would be horrible. You know,
0: they were probably just messing around. Oh my Mm -hmm. god. That's so sad. Next one, my friend was a really bubbly, friendly guy and somehow ended up being beaten to death by three or four other men on the street. They were probably all drunk. No one was ever arrested. After he died, his sister cleaned out his apartment and found a USB with gigabytes of child sex abuse images on it. Mm. God. Uh, Next one. That the pillar of the community and financial advisor to many good people had been spending all their money. (laughs) They all got up and said wonderful things about him at his funeral and then found out in the weeks after that he had spent their life savings. Oh, my gosh. And my last one. On the lighter side of disturbing compared to the others, <laughs> uh, step pa- uh, step-grandparents step were nudists and just wore clothes whenever we visited.
1: <laughs> I mean, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, thank, thank you. you for that. that. I wouldn't sit on any other furniture. Oh, just don't touch anything.
0: Yeah, just stand by the door.
1: Gross. Wave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time for the witty rapper. Yay, witty rapper! And this week I did funny tweets.
0: No way! Yeah.
1: Holy shit, something new. <laughs> I'm just a mom standing in my kids' room asking why there are fruit snacks on the ceiling. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> my four year old is in complete shock after she found out her uncle is my brother. <laughs> I asked my four-year-old if she had fun at her birthday party, and she was like, no. I like alone time. Same, girl. <laughs> oh, my gosh. What are four-year-olds doing saying that, though? don't know. They're acting like adults. My son just turned to me and goes, you look like a minion. How do I come back from this? And then it shows a picture of her in front of the mirror, and she's got a yellow shirt and a blue overalls on. <laughs> Maybe just change. Yeah, just change. (laughs) My kid didn't want a cheese sandwich today because last time it tasted too much like cheese. What the fuck? (laughs) How dare a cheese sandwich taste like cheese? Rude. (laughs) I don't usually like pretend play, but today my five-year-old had me pretend to be a baby and all I had to do was lie on the couch and cry. And not to brag, but I played the shit out of that. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to take medicine more than the healthy sibling of a sick child. <laughs> yep. So true. So true. Says, this is your brain on kids. Any questions? And it's a pan with fire coming out <laughs> of it. Yes. I asked my 6 year olds friend when his birthday is, and he said the day I was born. Duh. <laughs> that's a stupid question six-year-old getting dressed for school hold on i just need to do one thing me okay six-year-old crawls back into bed and pulls blanket over his head <laughs> my fear five-year-old asked me if we could go to someone else's house because he says we got to our house we go to our house a lot young mom i hope he plans something nice for mother's day Experienced mom. I booked my hotel room for Saturday night and we'll be back late Sunday. I bought my teen son new deodorant. It's called Harry's Redwood. I didn't realize that until I handed it to him and he started uncontrollably giggling. (laughs) My kid thinks the Lion King song says jalapeno and I'm never correcting him. I sang it. Yes, you did. <laughs> Sing it. Do it again. Sing it. Jalapeno.
0: <laughs> <laughs> See? That's exactly what it is. It is. It says Jalapeno.
1: <laughs> teen, mom, I heard you. Will you stop repeating yourself already? Me, 45 minutes later. Okay, let's go. We're leaving. teen, Oh my god, nobody tells me anything around here. So, that's so true. I have one of those. <laughs> I caught my 4-year-old letting the cat lick his goldfish crackers and then putting them back in the bag. So that's fun. <laughs> oh my god. Why? <laughs> Watching a crime scene investigator search for trace evidence is impressive, but have you ever seen a kid examine a piece of fruit for spots? <laughs> I know my daughter is just like me because when I asked why she didn't like her school's guided meditation, she said, because don't tell me when to breathe. That's why. (laughs) That would be my kid. Yeah. (laughs) I used to be an atheist until I started helping my third grader with her math homework. (laughs) I accidentally spilled Coke on my husband's shoes, so now I'm waiting to see which one of my kids acts like a jerk first so I know who to blame it on. If you open a snack in the middle of the woods, does it make a sound every toddler on the planet can hear? I asked my five-year-old to share her grapes with her brother, and she said no, so I asked why not, and she said, I don't know, I haven't figured that out yet. I'll let you know when I do and carried on eating her grapes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And my last one, if you pass out in front of your kids, they will either try to call an ambulance or use you as a trampoline. You just don't know. <laughs> Same with animals. <laughs> and that's
0: all I got. All right. Thank you guys for listening. We really appreciate it. Send in your stories. We need them. Ghoul's Night Out podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook, request to join the group. Uh, Rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen. We'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.